Welcome to Disco Coolia Headlines Weekly, the podcast where we share news, information, tips, tricks and resources about Disco Coolia. You can subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast application and you can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Disco Coolia Research Trends Using planners with Disco Coolia Use of ICT for Disco Coolia what we know about Discoculia instruction and Calculia, a new game for Discoculia. This is our podcast for week four in 2024. Hey, welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Discoculia Services, to help us review the links that we have on our website, Discoculia Headlines. Welcome Dr. Schroeder. Always so happy to be here. Yeah, it's great that you're back uh, because we have all this interesting uh, new uh, material that we posted and we'd like to get your views on it. Now, the first one talks about Discoculia research. Uh, what can we learn here? Yeah, this is about trends, interesting uh, research uh, done by a group of scientists from Indonesia, Surabaya uh, um, and, and other uh, locations. And uh, they have used um, databases to review how many documents and research about uh, Discoculia was published from 2017 through 2022 and one of the large databases by Elsevier Scopus was uh, used by them so they looked at all kinds of parameters and for instance they realized that there was a little bit of fluctuation over the years and that in this time period there was a spike in 2019 Oh, interesting. Was that because COVID was there and everybody was sitting at home writing articles about Discoculia? That is definitely <laughs> well possible. <laughs> um, now, overall, they found uh, around 100 um, articles about Discoculia a year. And when you look at other things related to Discoculia, uh, the picture is, is different. Uh, for example... They looked at uh, how many lectures, at conferences, uh, conference letters, uh, articles, and they all um, uh, listed that. Now, when you look at the countries most involved, you'll see that the United States has uh, most of the articles. However, also Italy uh, is very close, and then uh, Germany and the UK. Now, this, of course can also be related to the size of the academic field in the U.S., which is obviously larger than in those right, other countries. because they didn't do like a count per capita. It's like no, in no, total. No, right. Exactly. Right, 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 right. And, and they uh, looked at um, uh, the journal of, um, journal of Learning Disabilities. Okay. They had uh, a lot of articles. Right. And then they also looked at which... Um, Journals had the most citations, and that happened to be Developmental Cognitive Neuroscience. Okay. So that's uh, one of the journals I have, uh, I've, um, yeah, I really like to read also. Uh-huh. Okay. So they they compared a lot of uh, trends, also what was uh, written about, and um, therapy, obviously. So very interesting to do it's this. An interesting study, yeah, and all the way from bibliography. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, our next link is about planners with Discoculia. Now, don't we all use digital planners now? Yeah, well, um, pen and paper uh, works uh, good for me uh, also. Um, although I, I have um, apps also, uh, the Notion app and, and other um, digital things. 
So uh, this YouTube video here is from Rosie. And uh, the YouTube channel is called Rosie Planners. Uh, okay. Now <laughs> she <named. laughs> explains how she plans and how she works with planners. Now she has, and that is an important thing here, she has both ADHD and dyscalculia. So she is a very good um, day and week planner, but she cannot handle longer term planning. And that is uh, pretty typical for people with ADHD and dyscalculia. So um, it's really great to have her open up about this. And so for all to see, but also to watch this video where she gives very practical solutions, good pointers that you can use. Now, she shares that she is not uh, that bad at math, but more holding of information, holding numbers in her mind. That doesn't work well for her. Now, also a good example of the various different ways that dyscalculia can show itself. Right, right, yeah. Interesting. So uh, our next link talks about the use of ICT for dyscalculia. What's, what's new there? Now, this is a, a very thorough article, very good, from uh, GS. See advanced research and reviews, a thorough piece of work. And they list no less than 83 references. So if you want to dig any deeper, all the information is right there. <laughs> okay. They break the educational software into categories. So it can be a tutorial, can be drill and practice, simulation, problem solving, and educational programs and educational games. Okay. So they then list the symptoms that are most often mentioned by dyscalculia, uh, by researchers for dyscalculia. So uh, what is mentioned often is difficulties with spatial relationships, even up and down, before okay. and after. Then disturbances or, or issues in motor and visual perception, which you, for example, need for grouping objects. Some have uh, speech and vocabulary uh, problems. Um, problems with concepts of direction and time. That is something we very often see uh, here in our practice also. And memory problems, recalling all the... Um, basic math facts, but also the operations that you need to do for arithmetic. Then problems in symbolism. Yeah, we use uh, a lot of symbols in math, and that can be difficult for them to, to handle. And eventually, obviously, also problem solving. Yeah, the, the, the word problems what are really a stumbling block for a lot of students with right. dyscalculia. Yeah. And they then conclude that Numerosity is the main issue for people with dyscalculia. No, that is definitely uh, something that we have heard uh, more often. And that in addition to the classic remediation, uh, usually with a lot of tools, colorful rods and other physical materials, base 10 blocks and counters, etc., uh, there are now um, computer-aided programs that are opening new options for remediation. Very interesting article.
That's a, okay, that's a, interesting that they mentioned that because we will be talking about this later on in this podcast. But at this moment, we're going to the next link, and that is about what we now know about this Coculia instruction. Yeah, this is a, a video around an hour from uh, Daniel Ansari, which he did uh, several years ago at the Patan um, uh, conference, and that's in Pennsylvania. It uh, stands for Pennsylvania Training and Technical Assistance Network. And they have a lot of uh, conferences, and this one uh, was about uh, what we know about uh, the intervention for dyscalculia. So, um, several uh, things were mentioned. Uh, I cannot say all the details uh, about an hour presentation, obviously, <laughs> but uh, some highlights here. Um, there has been some discussion that we need to either focus on uh, mathematical concepts or on procedures, on, on facts. And um, what I heard, and I completely agree with that, um, we need them both. They actually develop in tandem, so you cannot right. select one, one or the other. the other. And right. I know there's still a lot of discussion, and yeah. people get a little bit um, hot under the collar for that, but right. please uh, don't... Uh, don't, don't go for one, of, one yeah. of them. Then, um, we also know that um, uh, students who start school with foundational skills, they can pick up the lessons. They make a lot of progress. But students who start school without that foundational knowledge they usually do not catch up. They have minimal progress because the lessons do not uh, resound with what they are familiar with already, with counting and grouping and sorting, like uh, and, the and kids who have the foundational skills. And when you say start school, uh, uh, are you referring to first kindergarten grade Kindergarten and first grade. Okay, so when they start kindergarten, kindergarten. they should already have those foundational skills. Yeah. Okay. Although in kindergarten you also develop them. Right, right, right. right but right. there is already a difference. Okay. So, um, what is also interesting is that uh, we as humans started to use numerical symbols around six to 7,000 years ago. So, if you look at our total if, um, yeah, lifetime on uh -huh. Earth, right. that is pretty short. So it's not completely ingrained yet. We need to learn it. And that is a um, thing that you need to put effort in. It's not an automatic thing. Like, right. We're uh, not born, number sense. We're not we're born, not born with, with, it. with digital numbers and, and exactly. with, with writing numbers. Right. Um, also, interesting point. That's an interesting point. Also, early... Um, conceptual understanding of cardinality. So if you count a few uh, objects, um, the last number word that you say, that is how many items there are in that set, in that group. Right. And the earlier children learn this, the more progress they can make in right. math That's in school. That's where counting starts. Yeah, yeah. so um, this is something that we should 
help them to develop as early as possible. Mm -hmm. Also, um, the importance of uh, comparing Arabic numerals. So if you write down two numbers, can a young child quickly and easily say which of the two numerals represent the largest uh, set? Well, sounds like a video that's very worthwhile watching. Absolutely. And it's about an hour. It's about an hour. And one of the things that came up, and that is uh, very good for our listeners to hear, um, playing board games is one of those right. early things that really, really are um, essential. But I have to say it should go for linear board games, not something with circular field. Because okay. if you do a linear... Snakes and ladders? Yes, but that, because there are also <laughs> linear... Right. That's um, right. Uh, okay. And throwing the dice and then having to do so many steps, mm -hmm. that helps uh, students uh, developing that um, number-size relationship. Right. And it's very multisensorial because mm -hmm. if you do, if you say you go from th to three or to six, if you have to go six steps, that takes two times as long right. and you do two times as many movements with your hands and if you do that following a line that already helps them to start developing oh, no, a no, mental I'm, number I'm line. hearing the kid version from Monopoly <laughs> <laughs> great video okay well that brings us to our last link uh, of the week and it has a new game uh, for Disco Coolia is it any good? Well, uh, surprisingly, uh, this is a new game. It's already available for free on the Google Play Store. I tried it, and uh, it's in Portuguese. It's uh, And your developed. Portuguese is a little bit rusty these days. Yeah, but okay, I can, <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can work with the pictures. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it's developed by a team, and, and I really like that approach. Um, combining teachers, students, and volunteers... Um, and it was uh, supported by a grant from the Department of Education in one of the states in Brazil. So my first impression is that it starts at a very basic level, with telling how many uh, footballs, uh, well, soccer balls, uh, there are in a picture. And the level of difficulty is that you need to recognize this ball, that they want you to count, um, but also ignore other balls that are not uh, asked for, so uh, that are not soccer balls. Now, this is something people with dyscalculia struggle with often. They have to, uh, a difficulty ignoring irrelevant information, which makes it hard to get to the intended outcomes. It's a nice development. Uh, and I'm happy that uh, there are not only in uh, games in English, but now in Portuguese. We have some games in Spanish already. Um, and I cannot completely judge this, obviously. <laughs> no. But um, not being fluent in Portuguese. But it, uh, it looks really attractive. Okay. Well, thank you, Dr. Schroeder, for your insights. We hope to see you again next week. Dr. Schroeder, the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com. You can follow her all over the interwebs, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Pinterest, Flipboard. She's everywhere. 
So we encourage you to go and look at those. Disco Coolia Headlines Weekly is a production from DiscoCooliaHeadlines.com. You can find us on the web at DiscoCooliaHeadlines.com and we are on Twitter at DiscoCooliaHead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for DiscoCoolia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at DiscoCooliaHeadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.